Welcome to the special Clock Talk Live in London, where we capture the magic, ideas, and experiences of the 2022 Clock EMEA Summit. I'm your host, Jen McCarran. I'm on the board of directors at Clock, and I lead the Netflix legal operations and technology team. Welcome to the first podcast in the Clock EMEA Summit London podcast studio. I have two very special and amazing guests with me today. The one and only Adam Becker from Cockroach Labs, head of legal ops, director of legal ops there. Also active community member at Clock. You've led the New York City chapter. More to come from Adam. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. Are you on the clock yet acclimated to London? I am Clock EMEA acclimated. Wow. And you just got here yesterday? Saturday night. God, that's... I got a day under my belt. That's freakishly good. And you've no bags under your eyes. You look 21. Well, thank you. Well, welcome. And then we have very special guest, Camilla Berglund. Camilla pronounced like Camilla, the queen consort, as I've just been taught. Yes. Welcome. Thank you, Jen. Tell us where you're from, Camilla, and what you do where you work. Oh, so I work with someone called Jen McCarran Woo. at Netflix. Might have heard of her. Heard of her. Yeah. I saw her speak this morning. Yeah. We're podcasting all over this city. And what do you do at Netflix, Camilla? So I'm a coordinator in the UK series team, but I am also working in the legal ops team together with Jen. So I'm the only one working with legal ops in EMEA currently. That's right. So our first ops cohort on the continent of EMEA. She sits in London. She's originally from Sweden. And I think we actually talk more about Sweden, you and I, than we do London. Yeah. Yeah. Because I appreciate uh, it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you and I appreciate Sweden having done some time there myself working for Spotify, got my cinnamon bun and coffee on at 3 p.m. every day. Fika. Hashtag Fika. Are you a fan of Fika? I am. Yeah. I actually brought in some cinnamon buns on 4th of October because it's cinnamon bun day. Oh my god! So I brought them into the office. Why didn't I fly in for that? You missed it. Gosh, I miss cinnamon buns. And if you had bought cardamom buns, I would have passed out with delight. Adam looks confused. I feel like we got donut day in the States, but you have much better holidays. It's not even a holiday. Fika is every day. It's a way of life. Every day Mm -hmm. at Spotify, they would roll out a cart of these delicious, amazing buns. Every day. Every day at three. And we would eat them and nobody gained weight. It it was like, (laughs) it's an idyllic (laughs) culture. Everyone's just symmetrical, lean, calm, eating Fika every day. Work snacks do not count. Work snacks. They do not have any impact. No, they don't count. The calories don't count. So thank you both for just being spontaneous and coming in this room with me. This was extremely unplanned. And now you're both looking at me like, what is she going to ask? Can I trust this woman? I'm acclimated. So you absolutely should not trust me because I'm ready to roll. No, but I was just listening in. You both came out of Legal Ops 101. Adam, Tell us what 101's about, because you are an instructor here teaching it in three sessions. You taught it at Vegas. We had a packed house, probably 80 people or so in Vegas. What is 101 and the essence of that program? I'm going to start by saying 101 is a reminder that you're part of clock now and to lean on each other to learn things. So when you say I taught, I would say I co-presented with different people each time who taught me a lot of stuff. Well, the 101 is basically looking at the clock core 12 and going into each one in a very overview type of way to get people familiar with the different facets of working in legal ops. And we've been doing it because a lot of people have come into this profession from other parts of 
organizations. A lot of converts. A lot of converts. A lot of people coming from finance, IT, data land, everywhere. And I think it's really easy to come in and think you're focused on one thing. But legal ops is a wheel. It is a clock clock. And we always have to kind of be aware of things that are going to come our way because they come our way at some point. So this is really an overview. And part of it is looking around at others in the room who are new and realizing that people have different skills that can complement each other and teach each other. And looking around at each other going, I'm going to call that person. Yeah. Those are my Legal Ops 101 days. I would just see someone and go, they look interesting. I'm going to call them and ask them how they did everything. That were my first five years in this field. But even selfishly, even now, I'm working with two people here in EMEA who know a lot more about certain things than I do. And I'm going to call them too. What I meant to say is that's been the motif of the last 14 years for me <laughs> in this field because I don't know everything. Amazing. So you mentioned the Clock Core 12. That's that very beautiful graphical color wheel on our website, clock.org. That we've designed twice. We're on version two of that to basically say legal ops and technology can focus on any one of these core foundational areas. And you can almost build, in some senses, a pillar or a function around it. In other senses, you might just have competency around it, but you can expect some degree of there's practice ops, there's technology, there's project program management, there's name another core that you covered today. Service delivery. Service delivery model. So when do you and do you outsource to an outsourcer for service delivery? Do you build something in-house? There's so, so much under the hood. And we're going to get to the, even the, the hardcore stuff this afternoon. What's hardcore? Knowledge management, information Ugh. governance, financial management. God, and I'm closing my eyes with knowledge management and I'm running into walls. Business intelligence. Business intelligence is easy once you get the data coming out of the solution. And all you got to do is put in a solution <laughs> and that takes five years. But it's easy. It's gravy once you're over that big mountain. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can't wait to see the hard stuff. Camilla, Tell me one thing in today's 101 that resonated with you as someone who's newer to legal ops and you, I describe as someone who's, you're in the practice area. Yep. That's where we found you. Yes. And I said, who is this amazing woman problem solving and unattached to the work and that you were like, let me improve this, ship it and then move on to the next problem. You didn't want to keep doing the same thing over and over. Does that describe you accurately and how I found you in London? Yeah, I think so. Everything that just doesn't work smoothly just really annoys me, especially looking at lawyers. There's a lot of them just doing it the old fashioned way, not thinking about, yeah, the easy way of doing it. Yeah. And you see the easy way. Yeah. And we've been talking a lot lately about convincing legal people. You and I do a lot of dialogue on that. You and I just had a tag team effort co-convincing someone in your office. How's your journey going on building your convincing skill sets or your selling skill sets? I think it's really exciting, but it's a lot of just building good relationships with people in throughout like the organization, slowly, slowly getting people on board. And if they see that one thing is working, they're probably going to be more open to having the next thing. And yeah, I think that's my way of approaching it. Yeah. Which I think is working. I think it's really working. New verticals coming in, wanting the same things that we implemented in one team. You're sitting in London, you said, on our series and film legal teams, supporting a lot of the contracting workflows and such around all of that. 
But because the team is still smaller and regionally based, the other groups, the licensed groups, the different teams are going, wait, I want that. And so you're going to turn to them and tell sell. Yeah, I think it's been really helpful having me in London and the other coordinators in the other teams are seeing that the series team is doing something and they probably feel like they need to jump on board as well to kind of not look bad in a way because they see that we're doing something that's new that people are enjoying and it's making them quicker. Yeah. And people really want to be quicker. Yeah. They just don't always have the time or the context switch or the mindset to get there. And that's why Camilla is there. And that's why you and I are here. We're the people that see the way. We see the way. So I have a little experience in this. I worked for an entertainment company as well. When it comes to what you're talking about, I found those teams to be really hard to get over the convincing hump. And I agree with what you're saying that once you do, you have others who want to follow. What was the one thing that got them over that, that barrier? Yeah, what was that one thing you started with to show and not tell? I think that we've got a lot of help from Netflix being looked at as a tech company. Yeah. And that people take it on board a bit easier. And they know that they kind of have to be open because of that. But then also, yeah, the U.S. have done some stuff. Some of the tools that you've been working on in the U.S., it works there. So it makes it a bit easier for me to get it over to the U.K., And then also that I have someone leading my team who's really open to it. And because she's so open to it, I think that filters down to the rest of the team that they need to just be open and at least try it. In our Netflix culture, we do have innovation as one of our core values. I have that as a legal ops person in Jen. I was born to innovate and never stay the status quo. And our Netflix culture is always out front. So we can use that value as not a carrot stick, but as an inspirational, like aspire to innovate, aspire to do your job differently tomorrow, how you did it yesterday, aspire to learn and grow forward. And so if we can catch that spirit in people, we use it as a vehicle, but in legal ops, we all have that value. We should all be espousing that. Like, don't you want to be a part of the future? These are some of the ridiculous things I say. I sound like a preacher. (laughs) To be honest, sometimes when I have one-on-ones with people, I just give them random tech advice as well someone the other day who was talking about not finding things in like all the tabs that she got open and just like, oh, but you know that you can just search in your tabs. You pull the tech tips out. Yeah. Just like quick ones like that. I think, I don't know, they just trust me in another way because I pull them out every now and then. Oh, I completely agree. The quick little things. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I taught a lawyer to do a pivot table once and it was like a caveman discovering fire. And they said, she's a genius. I mean, also, I went over to my in-law's house once, reset the modem by unplugging it and plugging it back in. (laughs) And my in-laws went, wow, you're a genius. But it's really good to have some tech acumen. And guess how you get tech acumen people? Just go on YouTube and watch it before they do. Like, you don't have to have been a coder. Are you a coder, Camilla? I am not a coder, Adam. Not at all. No, but pick up some of these tips, like learn the productivity tools better than them. So you can teach them to be productivity. And it's a really great way to build trust. I think when I joined my team, I just told them if they have any tech issues, just come to me before they go to the tech team, because it's usually it's so easy. Did they? They do. They always come to me and I just Google it. And then I send a reply back. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Building a career, one Google search at a time. This is how I've become proficient in tech, watching some guy 
often from Eastern Europe. They're so generous and so didactic coming out of Eastern Europe. They make amazing videos on anything software. Yeah. I would like to invite you to opine in Legal Ops 101, if not teach it next time with the Google trick. Or pull her up on stage and be like, how did you build trust? So that you can tell the audience of, I think we have close to 60 or 70 people here today. Mm -hmm. in 75. 75. Quick tips from Camilla. Learn the G Suite. Learn Office 365. Learn keyboard commands. Learn them on a Mac and Windows. You publish a keyboard command in your newsletter, put Windows and Mac. They're like, she's a genius. He's a genius. They're a genius. I feel like I've built a career off of this. And then we figure out contract management as we're in it when we're implementing. I think we've just redone the course of the afternoon 101. (laughs) And you're prepared now for a quick question. I'm on it. Adam's like, I'm slotting you in (laughs) to a fireside chat. Welcome to Legal Ops. Part three. You're involved in everything you didn't know you'd be involved in. Trial by fire. But I think that's it, Camilla. The first thing you said was you got to find one thing small to win them. Yeah. And... We did some tech building of solutions together. You took some U.S. solutions, you fit them and then implemented. But the one thing really was tech. Let me give you something before I ask you to listen to me and follow us. Yeah. Well, I think we nailed it. And I want to thank you both for jumping in the studio with me and opining on all things Legal Ops 101. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jen. We'll see you out there. That about wraps up this episode of Clock Talk. You can catch this and other episodes of Clock Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. Until next time. 